0: Hello, it's the Auto Week Podcast. I'm Rory Carroll from Auto Week Magazine uh, here with Mike Prison from Auto Week Magazine. Welcome. Jimmy Palazzari. Hello. Jake Lingaman. That's me. And Wesley Wren. Hi. Here uh, with another, uh, actually, the first of a series of podcasts. Um, we're going to cover a little bit of motorsports, we're going to cover a uh, little bit of what's happening in car culture do a great interview with Shirley Maldani so make sure you uh listen for that and then we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been driving and where we've been traveling lately. Um so first we're going to get into motorsports. Mike uh tell us what's going on.
1: Hey, I just want to talk about the biggest news of the year and it's only, you know, April. We may have the story of the year with Fernando Alonso. Uh in formula one deciding he's going to forego the monaco grand prix which is a uh, their big event of the year to race the indianapolis 500 and uh that obviously sent a lot of shockwaves on both sides of the of the pond as it were and uh a lot of people are wondering how he's going to fare in the in the 500 uh history says he'll do quite well i don't know it's been a while since fernando uh, alonso has been competitive in a race uh, we'll see what he does this uh this may
0: yeah i i read uh a really, uh kind of uh, I'll say it's it was a bad take um, by uh, a respected and uh, let's you know we've all we've all unleashed a bad take or two uh, on the world and I read one
2: not a hot take but a cold take a, a, no a, a frigid a take <laughs> a
0: real stinker uh, sticky take uh, of uh, Jenna Fryer uh, for the AP writing that this does not matter and no one should care this is like basically the 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 point of it was this does nothing for the long-term health of indycar um who cares uh and then there was a bit about fernando uh being let down uh by his honda engine in his formula one car and therefore would also be let down by the honda engine which is a totally different engine in his indycar anyway bad take uh everybody gets a mulligan but um you know it's a little to me it was like yeah you know this uh this dream team boy you know i don't know if uh, having michael jordan and larry bird on the same team really does anything for the strength of uh, amateur basketball it, it just seemed kind of like um anyway it just seemed like uh, you know this this will be fun it adds a, another dimension to you know what otherwise would have been the 101st running of the Indy 500? I mean, what do you guys think?
2: I, I loved Alonzo's quote. I think it was in this most recent issue of Auto Week. He said, uh, I want to be seen as the best driver in the world, best racing driver in the world. I can either win more championships than Michael Schumacher, which probably isn't going to happen, or I can race in all these different series and try to log a win in each of these different series. So I think that's what his, his plan is, this, uh, and I think it's, this upcoming it's,
3: race. It's great that you get to, to see that. I mean, now IndyCar, I mean, it was really just a – something for the states and now you're going to have an entirely different audience. You know, you'll you have international people uh, following along and genuinely interested in who wins the Indy 500.
0: And I think it was cool too. It's like kind of a throwback. You know, In the old days, the F1 guys or, you know, it was like, this is the triple crown, right? You wanted to win Le Mans, you wanted to win at Indy and you wanted to win uh, 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 at Monaco. Um, and I think uh, obviously, you can't win. You can't race Monaco. It's in, a busy month. A yeah, b- busy in month or two. That's for sure. That is a that's busy a, day. That's too much of a twofer. Even no matter what helicopter you have, you're not doing that. But yeah, we, uh, we checked.
1: It's, but, it is a 12 hour <laughs> flight, pretty much. Yeah, from, uh, we yeah. were gonna.
0: Bryson was gonna no, give it a shot, but no, no, no. Um, it's. But anyway, I think you know this is, you know, it, it, any racer's resume, it, an Indy 500 win is still meaningful, and you know it, it's more meaningful when you see guys like Fernando or. Uh, coming across, you know, to, to go and try to win one of these things.
1: Well, the thing that's going to be real interesting, though, he admits he's never been in an car. He's never raced in an oval, on a high-speed oval like this. So this is a totally different animal. I mean, we talked about uh, Rossi won last year as a former F1 driver. He won the first time he saw, you know, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But he had been in an car several times in, in a couple races and in a lot of times in testing. Uh, uh, Alonzo's coming over a little bit behind the eight ball in that respect, uh, experience wise it's going to be really interesting to see how fast he does pick it up, everybody says greatest driver in the world, a, a lot of things you know, in his favor, but it's still going to be interesting and I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him if he comes out, qualifies 20th and finishes 25th and goes back uh, you know, to F1 with his tail between his legs, people are going to say, yeah, it wasn't much of a big deal. Now if he runs in the top 10 or top 5 all day, Kurt Busch a couple years ago came over from NASCAR, first time he'd ever been in an IndyCar, finished 6th, and opened up a lot of eyes. A great driver probably can run this race.
3: Well, even then, I mean, that only serves to benefit the IndyCar drivers who are generally viewed as being a second-tier driver to a Formula 1 driver. But if for, if they can go out and they can beat Fernando Alonso, no problem, and he is in 25th yeah, or I mean, 20th. If he, if he shows
1: up and is dominant, that's bad for him Yeah, then it's guys. bad. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, well, if he isn't,
3: then it's very good for but them. But it's
1: all, I mean, how much of it is equipment versus how much of it is driver? I mean, right now everybody says Alonso is one of the greatest drivers in the world. Then why is he finishing 18th every week? The car will finish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. As, as the, so yeah,
4: the equipment's failing. So. No, no, he's finishing
1: races. He's just not competitive right now. I don't care how good a driver he is the same thing could happen to him at indianapolis i mean any given day you don't know what's going to be going wrong with your car and yeah and, and I, didn't he have it,
4: engine trouble this this past yeah race he didn't
0: but i think the 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 car it is it's totally apples to oranges you have two you know indie car there are two there are two types of cars and both of them are capable of winning this race in formula one uh there are obviously cars that no matter who the driver is are not, are not going to be competitive. But I think, you know, to, back to, to your point earlier, I, I think there's no pressure for him. I think if he comes in and, and doesn't finish well, it's like, okay, I've never been in IndyCar before. If he comes in and finishes really, really well, then I, I think you can say, okay, you have a case for being you know, one of the best drivers in the world. It's almost like he's got nothing to lose. Right,
2: the pressure's on the IndyCar guys. Because yeah. if they
0: beat him, it's like you're supposed to beat him.
2: It's a noble. But if they lose to him, right. then that's a big deal.
0: Right, right. This is like why uh, your junior college team won't play the best high school team in your area. Because if they lose... Right. No, nothing
1: <laughs> to Nothing to gain. Nothing to yeah. gain well, when lose When, when Alexander yeah. Rossi won last year's Indianapolis 500, though, I don't think any of the IndyCar drivers walked away saying, oh, we got beat by a better driver. That was just one of those fluky things. Rossi led one lap all day. It was the it was the last lap basically. He led the last two, I guess. If you're gonna lead um, a lap. Yeah. But but <laughs> it wasn't because he was running. He had to with, pick one. It was not because he was running with the leaders all day, it was because everybody else came in the pit over the last ten laps and he uh, fortunately won the first I mean know, he was he miles. was still in a position to, oh, no question. to be there at the end. But like I said, I don't think the IndyCar drivers are walking away from that race saying, Oh man, those F one drivers are so much better than us. Well no, so, and,
0: and I think that's I, I think that's a hard case to make if you if you look at it really, you know, how much of being an F1 versus IndyCar is who you know and who your dad is and what kind of money you're bringing to the table and what pedigree you have, you know, uh, how you grew up in the sport. I, I would really – I would caution anyone from going to say, you know, that the Formula One drivers are in a world of their own. I think a lot of that is is myth. Um, it's kind of like the the Bernie Eccleston thing. I, I just don't – I like I said, I would caution anybody from saying, you know, A – it is an impossible you know it's, it's an impo- it's like who's the best athlete and it's like okay what sport you know what i mean like it's an entirely different skill set different Bo. cars different uh yeah Bo,
2: well right like the i mean the sports car guys if you're competing with cars going 60% of the same speed you know at Le Mans, you got cars going 60% yeah, of the speed it's 100% it's totally speed, different that's a different skill set than a oval racing in an indy car or uh, you know road racing in a, or street race but i i think uh, racing.
0: i think the the one thing about this thing for fernando is i think if you want to make a case for who's the best athlete who's the best driver you know the the way to make that case is okay i've won a formula one championship i've won it indy i've won it lamar i've won it that's how you do it you go right,
3: a race of, race of champions trophy is not exactly the same as winning the big three yeah fun no, to watch it's, but yeah, right, not exactly the same. right
1: yeah, you guys remember back in the 80s, and, and, and you know we used to have that international race of champions. West, where does, West doesn't remember. I think that. only you yeah. remember that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, I, sorry about that. Yeah. But those were great. I mean, they would bring in guys from all disciplines to race in basically stock cars at, at NASCAR tracks, and that was fascinating entertainment, and, uh, and they were Purpose built for this race, they were all identically equal. Yeah. Equal. That I would love to see again. You know, that was really, really cool. But what about we
4: get the best drivers in the world, put them in IROC Camaros, and that's what it was. That's, fo- that's basically that's what, IROC what it was. stands for. Yeah. I know, but you weren't born yet, Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> no, we. There were a lot of cool ideas back in the day. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But we can take, still take IROC Camaros and make it happen. No, yeah. no maintenance yeah, on them. They're just, cheap. They find yeah. the best.
2: Right. No, no prep. Just. The only yeah, I- the now I- the driver find,
4: has to no actually way. do the, the prep. the, the, the driver, the the driver car, finds a car, buys a car, one. does the prep, and they race it.
1: Well, yeah. let's just do the uh, you know the uh, Auto Week I rock over at Gingerman. We'll just invite all these Ooh, guys yeah. over and uh, set up a, cu- a couple cars. One hundred percent, I'm one hundred percent in for that.
3: And then we'll stick in the editors too. Let's not do that. That's,
4: yeah, yeah, we
2: don't want it to be fair. That's my home course. I could I could put up a good time on that course before
4: I just Jake's clocked what two three thousand laps. Needle, needles Five. to say guys it's it's going to be
1: it's going to be an interesting month of may and that's just what indianapolis needed because there was a lot of talk about uh, okay what can we do to top the 100th because it was such an incredible show and that was the first and only sellout in the history of the speedway last year now people say well yeah but there weren't as many people as back in the day no but it was the first time they'd ever actually stopped selling tickets because of uh, they did set a capacity for the uh, you know the infield and the grandstand and it was crazy i mean i've never no, went no, it at was- a
0: motorsports event like you know, you look up and down that grandstand and it is packed. Yeah. And again, and the infield is packed. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. Was how crazy is it going to be this year? I don't know. All I can tell you is last year, I booked a room two months before the race and I stayed in Bloomington, which is 50 miles away. Uh, I just booked my room last week for this year's Indy 500. I'm six miles away. I don't know if that means anything. Yeah, no, but, I think it does. Uh, I think
2: it, I mean, obviously, last year was the 100th, so that's big. That's a little, and, yeah. And maybe it'll get a little boost from Alonzo coming in mm-hmm. now, you know, now that he just announced it. But
0: but I, I think, you know, to look, look for a sellout every year, That I mean, that's an awful, that's a lot of people. But I think, you know, obviously, right, this Indy car is in a renaissance, maybe on the verge of a golden era, I think. I don't think interest in... Interest in in open wheel racing in the United States, whether it be CART or IndyCar or whatever, has never been higher. In you know, in my about in CART these days. And adult, well, I'm saying like You'll, since since the days of CART, like it's never been is buzzed about or as big as it ha- as it is right now. I mean, I think we're we're in uh, uh, an era or beginning an era where IndyCar has some real momentum and and could become. A very, very big deal again. Um, I mean, it, people are going to the races. Um, it you know, we're obviously super engaged as fans watching it. Um, uh, the racing product is fantastic. So, I mean, does it have to sell out every year? I don't know. I mean, I think, I think they're um, Indy, IndyCar is doing a lot of the right things, and I think, um, you know, if it, if it really it, you know, I think Fernando coming is a sign of this kind of renewed. Interest in or interest in, uh, in, right. in interest and,
3: and, and respect for it, you exactly. know. Well, they've, they've kind of gotten their, uh, you know, their, their shit together, and you know, now it's kind of a more of a, a respected right. Series. You yeah. Know, the, ultimately,
1: that. IndyCar's biggest deal is still it's Indy the Indy 500 and all the other the races in their series. Mm-hmm. Like like this week, they're in uh, you know Alabama for the you know, Barber Motorsports Park, and then next week they're in Phoenix. You know those races aren't going to draw flies on TV. You know, and then they're hoping in May to flip the switch for the two races down there. They got the the uh, Grand Prix, you know, the road course, and then followed by the Indy 500. Both expected to be good draws, good attendance, and all that. But then again, they'll fall right off probably for Belle Isle the week after the Indy 500 when they come here to Detroit. I mean, I think outside
0: of last year when there was a tremendous amount of rain for Belle Isle, I think usually Belle Isle is a pretty well-attended race weekend. I mean, and I think... Certainly meets the expectations of the organizers and the series. Yeah, I don't know if
2: it sells out or what it would take to sell it out. Well, it seems to fill up, that's yeah, for I mean, sure. I mean, when you're there,
0: out there it, on race day, and it's full. And it's not it's like, full. again, last year was like torrential downpour. You know, I'm surprised they even had racing last year. But I think
1: But I guess I'm still talking more about the TV audience. I mean, on Belle Isle on Sunday, the best Sunday attendance is, what, is, is in the low 30s. What kind of nerd you know? is
0: watching TV on the weekends anyway? Well, that's
1: I don't own a TV. Yeah, it's that can be. That's that's another issue. Yeah. I wanted to say one
2: more one more thing on this. Like Rory said, it's it's an amazing sight to see. And if you've been to a college football game, you've seen a hundred thousand people in one stadium, and you're like, "Holy shit, this okay. seems like a lot of people." This is double, possibly double, triple, triple that, yeah. which yeah. is insane
0: to think about.
4: Yeah, I spent forty minutes in traffic just trying to get to the uh, the south side. What <laughs> the last year think the Indianapolis 500? For,
0: 40 minutes. you got to get the police escort. I it's the only way I, to
4: travel. escort yeah. all the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get, get the police escort. Um, anyway, outside of the motorsport world, uh, what else is going on?
2: I right, Listen, a lot of big news this Man. week. Uh, Shanghai Auto Show, Huge. Dodge Demon, 840 horsepower, Cherokee oh. Trackhawk, uh, driverless cars using Grand Theft Auto for their AI um, uh, research. But obviously the most important thing is Fast and Furious 8, which me and Wes I just saw, saw last it. night. Yeah, uh, the fate was, of the Furious. The Fate of the Furious. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put it up in my top three, maybe four Fast and Furious movies. Wes, where would you put it?
4: Uh, probably, I easily this, top five. We spent... How minutes. many are there? There are eight. eight. The top four are pretty, pretty close. We, we
2: spent 15 minutes during the credits breaking it down, and then 30 more minutes um, back at home looking for plot holes, and uh, we found none, so it uh, seemed about perfect.
4: N- there are some things that wow. are suspect, such as some quick-dry clothing, yep. uh, an, uh, odd, an odd name selection not to spoil anything.
2: The beginning, the first race... <laughs> Vin, in Cuba Vin Diesel wins Hey, the spoiler first spoiler. race this is the first five minutes Vin Diesel wins the race in a piece of shit car in reverse going faster than the other guy in a built car built new car
1: Super they Batman. stole this that. Is, they stole that from Herbie the Love Bug. Once I it, saw yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Lindsey Lohan. This, this same is same just thing. a Herbie reboot. Yeah. <laughs> must have been held on by Zeus fasteners. Was was the it, was it, that right. Dominic Toretto rips it all. Did it have the number fifty three on the side? Yeah. It, it. It did not. It a oh, okay.
0: Listen. Uh, no. More importantly, uh, than what you guys thought of the movie. Uh, obviously, this is. Probably uh, the most important cultural phenomenon of the 21st century, I would say. That's probably wow. fair to say. Gee, it it out- It'd be gross. like Star Wars. Yeah.
2: It's it the biggest worldwide opening weekend ever.
0: And that, I think, is a, a really – you know, obviously, if you want to talk about um, – obviously, car culture isn't as important as it used to be. I mean, I think you open a movie like this, and it, it's the biggest movie ever. People just don't care about cars and car culture anymore. I think that's an easy teens conclusion. Don't, teens don't like cars. Yeah, kids. Well,
1: so who's your crowd? Who, who, who's at this movie? It's e- all 55-year-old guys <laughs> in uh,
0: it's not, it, and right. Hawaiian shirts and jo- flip Joking, joking. Side, driving their 55 Chevys, listening to Surf and Bird. Right, no, it is, it is literally everybody. Me, West, they have the little kids uh, in the parking lot, and they're like leaning up against the bummer. I did bumper, see a few crybabies cry in the theater. A few crybaby dolls.
2: Yeah. Uh, Statham, my, my, my oh, favorite... Bye. I mean, I can not even say uh, thespian? My favorite thespian is Jason Statham. <laughs> he's, he's just fantastic in this movie. He comes, he comes to the good side, which we've seen in the previews. I mean, are we not spoiling this? I mean, this is going to—
0: full-blown. It full not full it it's, it, it's, it's been a week it since it's matter. come out. You're not, you could give an entire plot uh, rundown. It's not going to— Statham, gonna, Statham, gonna Statham, Statham comes so back. in the movie.
2: Owen Shaw, Statham's brother from six, that we thought may may or may not have died, comes back as a good guy. These guys are good guys. Hobbs, Statham, the Owen brother, they're all they're all boys again. Uh, Obviously, we don't see any we don't see any Brian. Uh, We do have a little Brian talk, which
4: which which I missed conveniently. That's right. Wes went to the bathroom. When the,
0: the, can't sit through a movie. I, I, I drink drank 44 ounces of slushy. <laughs> 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 With
4: basically during the opening credit, believe it or not, slushy does not hydrate. You. <laughs> no, it does not. But it, it, it I was still thirsty.
2: The, the one Paul Walker slash Brian O'Connor <laughs> note we got was uh, Tyrese saying uh, when something happened, he said, "Oh, Brian would know what to do," and then Letty says. We said we we said, she's, we're not. We said we weren't going to call Brian. Him and Mia are like you know living their life. Oh, so like
4: that, wait yeah. a minute! So they're still alive in the movie. In the movie, they're still alive. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but conveniently, at the end, where they're having their right. or post heist party, this was a little weird. Po- like post adventure party right. or whatever, because they're not heist. heist. We all thing. have one of those. Yeah, things. whatever. Every the, every but, movie, every movie they, they, they do. They don't invite their good friend Brian and Maria, ah. but they, Mia, Mia, whatever. Dom's I sister. I'm Dom sorry. Like his sister it's been to a long the, day. Um, but. Dom's illegitimate child is named after Brian, as though Brian's dead. Which is it's really strange. weird. I
2: mean, he could have named him Paul. Paul, which would have been one way to do it. Or he could have named him Hector, which would have been fine, too. But Brian, is he supposed to be dead in the movies or not? I mean, it, what,
0: the, why, en- why Hector? The, the
2: end of yeah, just <laughs> any random. It could be Phil. I'm,
0: I'm I'm right. Final him thoughts him on the, uh, the Fast <laughs> 8 movie fantastic uh, go see it most <laughs> important cultural phenomena of the 21st century I, I,
2: I, I, I gotta say we, we spend a whole podcast on this those movies and the the video games of the last 10-15 years the driving video games are responsible for a huge amount of younger people getting back into car culture again because like I said this movie is the biggest thing ever video games obviously a billion dollar industry and like the new Gran, Gran Turismo is coming out Forza Project Cars, all this new stuff coming out. I think this is what's keeping it alive.
0: I mean, we saw recently Google uh, released a, oh. uh, a oh, brilliant geez. the social uh, social rejects at Google. Um, the two conclusions were uh, that um, that if you want to be if you want to be cool. You have to buy Google products, um, spend time on, on it's, YouTube. It's convenient. It's weird it's how weird. it came out yeah. like that. I mean, it, amazing coincidence. Serendipity. Uh, yeah. But uh, the other conclusion was that cars and automotive were bigger than jobs slash money. Automotive so, is
2: what they actually
0: wrote. Yeah, it said automotive, but it was ranked ahead of jobs slash money. And I think if, if there's anything that, that can speak to the popularity of car culture, just it's bigger than money. That, that's <laughs> right. bigger than the the but, undergirding uh, the undergirding principle of our entire society. Uh, of, of,
3: the principal factor in purchasing a car, right? Automotive <laughs> products. It's bigger. Yeah, autom-
4: automotive products. is yeah. bigger. Anyway, okay. So, but, but what what was the best mobility solution though,
0: as per uh, Google? Uh, shoes. It, tennis shoes. Yeah. yeah basketball we uh, shoes. shoes. Uh, we got shoes. Shoes look like a fam. Right, that's uh, I think lit that's a, AF. The <laughs> shoes, uh, the lit shoes, look like a fam, and they're ready for a roast. Uh, so we're squad. We got ones, some dunks, some Jordans. Anyway, this is the way to get uh, around. Espionoski's. We got.
4: Let's okay. Shoe talk.
0: Uh, that's that's <laughs> the other uh, coming soon from Auto Week. The uh, the shoe cast. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we we actually it's us casting shoes out of a bit. Little okay, little so what the hell cool. are we talking about now? Uh, I think right now. Uh, we're going to move on to, I think we have an interview, an incredible interview that we recorded, Cha-cha-cha. uh, she hates that recently with Shirley Muldowney. coming out of that. We're going to talk a little bit about what we're driving now, where we're traveling to and, uh, what we have going on in our personal lives. When did you realize that, uh, that basically uh, drag racing would work as your career. So what, what was the moment or what was the time when it well, all of a sudden clicked?
5: Well, you have to keep in mind that I went to my first drag strip in 1958. You won't even hear that. Um, I'm, I'm sure you sound like a pretty young guy. Um, I w- went to my first national event uh, the, the first one I went to, I won. Uh, it, well, I, let me take that back. That's not actually the first. Uh, uh, that was in 1971. I, uh, I I attended an NHRA national event in 60, 68. So I can't claim that that the first one was the first win. But. Um, Little did we know back then what this whole thing was going to turn into. I started out as a street racer because I was a. um, I hated school. I I didn't really have any direction. Uh, uh, My mom was a great, great lady uh, that worked hard just to you know keep take care of her two girls. My father was um, ridiculous. he, he was, um, uh, it's hard to describe what he was, but anyhow, I, I spared him when, they, when I sat with the writers for the movie, uh, because I didn't want to embarrass my, my wonderful mother, who is going to be 99 years old here, wow. shortly, 99. She doesn't know who I am or anything, she's in a um, nursing home. But she was always uh, wonderful. Um, so was, was your dad
0: around?
5: A, oh well, he died when he was forty-nine. Okay. He basically, you know, my sister—I have an older sister. I'm still the baby of the family, and Linda and I—she's a year and a half older than I am, and uh, she's entirely different than I am. She's low-key. She's she's wonderful. Never had. Never had a, a, a bad day with my sister Linda in my our entire lives, uh, up to this point. Uh, she uh, she was an A student. She you know she was you know five nine, uh, great looking, um, very easy on the eyes. You know the great legs. Uh, she had it all. I was the skinny, uh, um, hated school didn't you know, didn't have much going for me, uh, uh, just two different, entirely different kids, but, uh, I didn't, uh, school wasn't what I w- was interested in, so I, uh, didn't pay attention much, I think I was, is the word, am I saying it right, a little dyslexic. Sure, yeah. Uh, no, no concentration whatsoever, couldn't, couldn't, didn't care, mm-hmm. um, I just, um, I was uh, in my junior year in high school, and I only got there because the teachers passed me to get rid of me. <laughs> and uh, but I would um, caught glimpse of a guy who had this great car, fifty one Mercury, and this thing was, I mean, it would sit in idle outside the school, and I'd go, oh god, what a great car! Uh, a guy named Jack Mulvany, and that's how I met Jack. I went to I left school and went to work in a car hop restaurant about a mile and a half from where I lived and um, uh, he would give me a ride home from from work at night and instead of going straight home we would go look for street street races drag races up and down State Street in Schenectady New York and that's how uh, that's how you know I it all began and he taught me how to drive I uh, um, we were very close. Uh, um, I, I married, he was 19, I was 16. My father, just to get rid of me, my father um, gave me permission to get married. Uh, a year and a half later, we had a young son, John, uh, and John would go to the drag strip with us, and that, that was our form of recreation. We raced the car, I drove to work. And um, you know, I worked for a dollar an hour, plus tips. Uh, Jack was a mechanic and a wonderful body man. He had very talented, had had uh, just a knack for um, making it perfect. And uh, he was a good worker, a great worker. We got along fairly. We you know we we didn't have a bad life at all. But he began. To drink, uh, it ran in his family. His father was a slumped over the table, drunk, slobbering drunk, uh, every night of his life. But at least when I, you know, when I was around, when I know, and um, and it just ran in the family. Uh, Jack, but uh, and he rarely went to work. But Jack was a worker. And uh, but anyhow, in uh, 70, 1971, I met Coletta. Uh, I decided that that was, you know, that I was going to make a change in my life, and I left Schenectady and moved to Detroit. Jack and I stayed friendly. We did. We stayed friendly all those years. My son came with me. I was the only child I ever had, and uh, Jack grew. John um, grew up around the drags. That's all I did. That my whole life was drag racing. Do you know how to play Scrabble? No. Well, I never learned how to play Scrabble. Uh, have you ever been to a, uh, a football game? No. Basketball? No. I never enjoyed any of the things that normal kids enjoy growing up, and 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 just it was all the drags. That was my life. I raced to work. I raced home from work. I. Um, There wasn't anything that had my interest but being at the tracks, and some of these racetracks were death traps. Wasn't smart enough to realize the peril I was putting myself in, but uh, um, it it was. uh, uh, I went a lot of places, multiple times. Met a lot of people. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I think I've had I think I had a great life in the sport it didn't secure my future uh, I, I'm sitting at my age here uh, uh, with what I acquired you know throughout my career and uh, uh, it does not include a, a pension or anything you know it just an you know, HRA never provided anything like that we depended on our Souvenir sales, which, uh, before the new regime came, came into the sport, we weren't allowed to take advantage of. Yeah. So there was a lot of, you know, um, crawling and scratching and digging to keep your head above the waterline in the early years, the 70s, the 80s, even into the 90s. But I left the sport in... 91 because I had no sponsorship, so I, I went out on the road and went back to invitationals and, and match races, and because of my name and my history and my fan following, I made more money from 91 until I went back in 2000. Cause I found some funding, I uh, made more money then in that period of time that I made in my entire career, including the world championship wins. Wow! So uh, the next I'm I... trying to condense this. No. i really trying to condense this. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I you know I I've, I've been a lot of places, a lot of times. You know, I just can't fit it all into a little, a tiny little niche for you. But uh, no, it's it's um, great. It's great. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm uh, telling you the, the way it was. Uh, um, my fan following is what keeps me alive today. I have the wonderful, wonderful fan following, and uh, uh, look, I have ninety. I'm not a techie type person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I haven't even mastered my my f- five phone yet. Mm-hmm. I've had it for two years, but um, but I I'm getting there. Um, I uh, uh, I have to have my next door neighbor come over and help me when my my computer freezes up because I <laughs> press the wrong buttons. But uh, um, uh, it's just um, uh, there's a lot of things I could learn at my age yeah. that you know teenagers <laughs> math have mastered with their eyes closed. Yeah. You know so. So, techy world is not, 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 you know—it's just uh, something I can't keep up with, and that's what it takes nowadays. It moves so fast. Oh yes. Wow. Oh yes. But you know, it's funny you said when we—the first thing we we talked about—that's um, why you know uh, uh, there isn't an abundance of young people going into uh, you know the, uh, the sport, aspiring drivers or mechanics or whatever. Not a lot like there used to be, yeah. because they've got their faces stuck in these little machines, you know, <laughs> and that's, uh, I don't think that's probably the best thing for, for the sport, really, because it's computerized uh, a lot of the, uh, the running of the car, um, uh, the driving of the cars now. I mean, they are not nearly as challenging as they were when I started out and went, you know, the first 20 years of my career. Sure.
0: So what what is that question the second question we ask everybody is what do you miss the most or what is there a period of time that you miss
5: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every day of my life. I'm the worst spectator now out there. I it's when they say okay. Let's go and they turn that motor over. That's what I missed most. The, the driving of the car. You know how I did it? 30, see, I was in Nitro 33 years. And I, over the years, hundreds of people, good drivers, really good drivers, have come and gone like the wind. I mean, they just disappear from the sport. The cost of it. Is is the, the the devil, and it um, it just rules the sport, and it's hard to it's hard to stay on top of it and be competitive, safe, and you know and look good, but <laughs> you got to have good people too, not just good equipment. You have got people that know what the heck they're doing. You know, not everyone was a Jack Muldowney, uh, but we have because of the the the. the the parts and the manufacturers and what they, you know, what's available to the racers today and, and just what they've learned over the years. You know, you learn by trial and error. Um, the cars are so wonderful. They're, they're wonderful to watch. They're wonderful to to hear. They're, they're wonderful to drive. Um, uh, they're just fantastic race cars. You can tell I'm a big Fuel fan, uh, you know, I look at a NASCAR car and it does nothing for me. Zero does nothing for me. I mean, it's eh, okay. I mean, they're like they're like cookie cutter cars. Sure. Our cars are, you know, they're. I mean, it's an all-out machine. It it's, it's excuse the expression. Uh, I don't know how else to, It's balls to the wall. It's everything on the line. One strike and you're out. No second chance. It is, um, you know, it's, you better be good at it or because you will fade very, very fast. And uh, I think right now with the crop of drivers that we have, there's a lot of them that, not a lot, I should take that back. There are some that may, probably shouldn't be out there, but, um, because the, you know these cars are so impressive, and they're so um, dependable and easy to drive and and, and um, uh, spectacular that uh, they make you look. You can go from a zero to a hero. I've heard, you've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can make a, a young driver that doesn't know much look really good, fast.
0: So what's, what's the difference, I guess, between uh, one of those people and, and someone who's truly competitive or who's someone who...
5: Well, the difference is, truthfully, the people working on the car. you got to have the good... You've got to have... Uh, these guys, are, they're more almost, almost more competitive than the, than the drivers, hmm. the crew chiefs. But one person... First of all, they're overpaid. They're making uh, Alan Johnson, he, he, I mean, John Force's daughter in the top fuel car, she wasn't hitting her duff with both hands. Couldn't, I mean, couldn't even get it down the racetrack, mainly. Uh, her, her reaction times were, were ghastly. Uh, the car wasn't far, wasn't even close to competitive. Well, John Force stepped up and uh, hired Alan Johnson, the. the um, Wizard of Oz in drag racing. I mean, he's a pretty sharp guy and builds his own parts and everything. I mean, uh, uh, John Force hired him for a million dollars. Just a million dollars a season. And he flies in in his his own jet. And when he leaves and goes home, he takes the clutch and the injector system, fuel system, takes it off the car and takes it with him that way the other three teams that John Force has can't during the week go over and dip into Alan's car and see how he runs runs a show. Huh. That's the kind of ego that's involved here but you know if I was Alan Johnson I'd do the same darn thing. <laughs> yeah so uh, it's uh, you know there's it takes a lot to uh, one I mean you could be on top of the world. Win the championship, and sew up the championship at a particular race, and go to the next event and be a DNQ. Yeah. That's how unpredictable these cars are. Uh, they, um, you, the the atmospheric conditions have a whole lot to do with how the setup is. And I mean, you know, Sonoma, California is far from. Maple Grove, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. the conditions. So that's what they deal with, and uh, our people are, they've got, they went to bed really stupid in terms of, you know, back a couple decades ago, and they woke up really smart. (laughs) They are really, really good. I mean, it's just amazing. This um, uh, Jimmy Prock, Jimmy Prock works on, whose car does he work on? Oh, my God, the Beckman. He's on Jack Beckman's car. Beckman's pretty good driver too. But that's a that's a Don Schumacher car. But Jimmy Brock, I mean, I gave him a ride home when he was a little boy, 12 years old. He rode home from Indy in my in my crew car, crew cab, um, after the race because he had to get back to Detroit to go to be ready for school the next day. I mean, and here he is he's the man on top of the world right now. And I look back at those years and it's just amazing to me what these, um, uh, second generation, uh, racer people have done with, with what was available to them. So pretty impressive. Uh,
0: so the next question kind of actually follows pretty well from there.
5: Uh, am I doing okay or am I so
0: so great? Yeah, no, this is really, really (laughs) good stuff. Um, in the, the next question is, could you do what you did if you started out today?
5: I could drive that car with my eyes closed, my friend. I've got a lot of rides under my belt. A lot of rides under a lot of different conditions. And I did it, you got to keep in mind, I did it when it wasn't what it is. To, I did it when the tracks were dark, narrow, short. But when... In my, you know, when I got into it, heavy, you couldn't stretch your elbows at the at the at the fence because there were that many people in the pits. Yeah. And I see today, it's you know they they, they struggle to fill the stands. Sure. Uh, uh, and you know, and I don't know what's you know other than these little 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 machines that these kids carry around and bury their heads in. Um, You know, it can't be that. It just can't be that interesting where um, we shouldn't have, you know, they shouldn't be standing there in droves looking for a way to get into the sport. Uh, I know why. It's the cost of it. It's the cost of the, the toys and what we do. And they have, the racers are just as guilty of making that happen is the manufacturers and the sanctioning bodies and, and all of that. It's just, um, um and I don't know how, what they're going to do other than, they, uh, 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 well, they use a lot of excuses, but slow the cars down. They're too fast. You know, we slow them down. They won't be as expensive. And you know, so they have shortened the racetrack. Mm-hmm. They've chopped off 320 feet of real estate. So there's, you know, if you gotta gather somebody, you, you you have a little miscue and you gotta gather somebody up half track, you don't have enough room to catch them sure. to win the race now, or and and they've you know there's a lot of you know um, uh, they've automated the cars uh, somewhat, um, and it's uh, uh, it's just a different world. So would, and it's it's corporate. It's all corporate. You know. I, I used to like to see a couple guys roll in the dirt at the end of the racetrack. I mean, th- that's when it was racing, you know. Now you you know, I mean, you, you frown at somebody, you got a five thousand dollar fine. Sure.
0: So would would you say that it's it's that kind of culture, or is it is it really the money? So you know, if you are setting up today, it's the cost. It's yeah.
5: the cost. Well, yeah. I mean, I tried after I left in Old Tree. My last ride was uh, November the. November the uh, 9th, two thousand three, and um, uh, that particular weekend was the World Finals in Pomona. That was you know, a race that I attended. I had a five-race deal uh, with a manufacturer who was a close friend of mine, a very wealthy man, and he uh, he paid you know paid my way to five events. That was uh, he wrote a check for six hundred thousand dollars. Wow, and uh, That year, I you know I took home thirty grand pay that year, Mm -hmm. so you know it wasn't making me rich. But the car just eats it up, eats it up. And of course, I I had to do it kind of haphazard. Uh, I had all not 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 um, um, come on Shirley volunteers. My crew were people that had worked for me twenty years ago. You know, work for me at some time in my career, we brought them, a lot of them together, and I'd fly two, two from Seattle, one from Colorado, two from L.A., one from Florida. So I'd bring six guys in, there's about uh, $5,000 in plane flights, mm-hmm. and I would, I would slip them a grand. Sure. And make it work. They leave their families. They leave their jobs. They, you know, and they go get on an airplane and fly across the country, you know, and go to the drags with Shirley. But I would go into English Town on a Wednesday night, and pack that place literally, pack that place.
0: Uh, So that was our talk with Shirley uh, Muldowney, and I think this is one of those things where if if you had told me prior to working Auto Week that I'd be able to get on the phone and talk to someone like Shirley Muldowney, uh, it would have totally blown me away. And I think um, having this conversation, obviously I think, you know, something to note about this generally, and this is maybe a little bit too behind the curtain, but um, when we started this project out, we, we had this really clear interview format where we're asking questions. So I think a, a few of these interviews you're gonna hear kind of follow a format. I don't think that's necessarily the way we're gonna go in the future now that this podcast is is kind of growing and uh, we're kind of seeing where it's where it's going to end up. But I think um, she's someone who we definitely have to have back on the show uh, for a more in-depth conversation. She, I mean, it just uh, we I feel like we barely scratched the surface with that interview and there's so much more that she has to say. Um, so next. We're gonna talk a little bit uh, about what we're driving, what's in the the Auto Week fleet right now, and then uh, maybe we can start off a little bit with where we've been traveling. Um, I have personally been traveling to the New York Auto Show, where we saw the Dodge Demon. Obviously, I think that's the story coming out of there. Uh, eight hundred and forty horsepower uh, with an asterisk. Uh, with oh, that's about
4: the that's eight hundred and forty. Yeah. On 100-octane unleaded quote-unquote race gas. We all know real race gas is leaded. But...
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> We all know that.
4: Yeah, it's... Uh, Obviously. That's also with...
2: Wait, my dip- Pontiac takes leaded gas. Does that mean my it, Pontiac's a race car? Oh, no. yeah. It's,
4: it's, it's yeah. Tuned, tuned for race gas. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, compared to what we have now. It's also with a different ecu it's with a different center stack it's with which
2: is optional tires. right the new ecu comes with the demon crate which is an optional yeah. extra so that it won't run off race gas from the factory but our, you, you can put you can Any put all, all 3300
0: people who are
2: they get
4: the, they card. get the yeah.
2: crate wait wait they do get it
4: i believe so or
2: is it optional because i thought it was optional i think it's a forced option <laughs> okay
0: uh, something to look into we'll get the research department on that one I, why wouldn't you get the crate right why i would, was gonna say all if you're buying are, this car and you're like well i'm gonna save a couple bucks and I, that's right. not ever gonna happen so it doesn't matter whether it's a, a forced option or a, it, everyone's getting the crate
4: there's a lot of i would assume that these are the cars that in 30 years or 40 years we'll be looking at, at jackson's be like oh it's a equivalent to a, hemi, to a hemi take, cuda whatever
0: yeah it, this and that's why they're doing it so.
4: the
1: price on this
0: thing well the, we have a bet going on the price ah. um yeah.
2: i say uh, i said between 80 and 100,000 the hellcat $70,000. Right. so it can't be way higher than that so i said between 80 and 100 i went uh 100 to 120 and Rory took the over <laughs> i took the over which wow. looking back
4: Seems a little high,
2: right? Well, I think looking, but not also not a fair idea. He gets 120 to a
4: million, yeah. And I have 80, so if to it's 100. a million, this I is win. not counting dealer markups, which these are obviously if they aren't already sold, they're gonna be marked up. To oh, the yeah, nine. no, to I agree.
0: And I, but I think uh, this is obviously a great idea. Um, every car should have at least 700 horsepower, so this is a step, I think, in the right direction for me personally. I think uh, it makes a lot of sense from. I don't. I mean, I don't see any world in which this doesn't make sense. Uh, we're all talking about Dodge. We're all talking about a car with a platform that's older than Wesley. Um,
4: that's true. That is actually true.
0: And it's a great. It's it, the car doesn't suffer for having that old platform. I don't think. I mean, it, it does what it's supposed to do. It obviously uh, doesn't twist apart with 840 horsepower coming out of it. So I think that's good a start. that's a pretty good that's a pretty good start. Uh, yeah, I it, already talked I mean, to the
2: Hellcat is I would say dry, You know eminently drivable. I mean, it's yeah. drivable on the street. Easy, easier to drive, I, mean, I not, not terrible at all. So, I mean, you know, add another 15% horsepower and Fine. still probably it's, drivable. Yep. I'm concerned about those uh, DOT-approved drag radials. I don't know what those are going to feel like on the street. Will it corner at all?
0: It doesn't have to. Jesus. The other one doesn't corner.
2: Per, that's, that's why it personally does not excite me because I like cornering.
0: I like forward destroying and tires. Backwards
2: G's don't do much for me. It's the lateral G's that I
0: like. I like the smoke, and I like being able to turn like a whole set of tires into smoke instantaneously. You're a piker. I, I like. I, I'm absolutely a white trash
4: uh, at heart. Same, but I like that Dodge is stepping out of its own comfort zone and building a car that essentially no one else would build because there's no one can see money in it. Besides...
0: I mean, I don't think it's... I think this is kind of Dodge's thing. Like, Well,
4: in the news, like you
0: said. Yeah, it, I, mean, I think, about it. you know, Chevy's going to go out and build a, a ZL1 that's going to be a dominant track car. Uh, Ford's going to do the same thing and, and try to build a gt five hundred GT500 that's going to be a dominant track car. And Dodge has a platform that's older, and they can stuff it with a ton of power. And so it lifts why, its why wheels. Is the, uh, it why, lifts why is the
3: Demon, Demon going to be a bigger deal than, say, like the Viper, which was also...
4: The ultimate track car, the 200 more horsepower. No, I. It's not. The viper was a huge deal. Yeah, it's not that it was unmarried with children for for Pete's sake.
0: It's not that it. It's not (laughs) that it's a bigger deal. It's just just enough people about Dodge. Dodge wants a halo car. I mean, and this is a halo car. I mean, I think the viper has its own drawbacks, especially if you're over say five foot. Four or yeah. don't or no, don't, don't want to cook in a cabin. No, I'm
2: five no. ten and I I drove it. No, the Viper's
0: great. Everybody, anyone who says the Viper's bad is bad is a bad person and no. If you're on ever. the track, if you're on the street, it's a great car. It's it's good. It's fantastic. And, and I think they I does mean, have some ergonomic uh, drawbacks yeah, that yeah, maybe keep get, people ergonomic. who can. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think older people who can afford a car like that, probably you're you're kind of in a difficult spot where it's like okay, you can get a Z06. That you can sit in very comfortably and take across country if you're an older fella uh, or you can get a viper which is an incredible track car a lot of fun i think all those people who wanted that car probably bought them it just aren't a lot of those people um but i think that that you have to get the dodge thing the 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 demon um you know uh i was just talking to uh killer mike uh huge car guy friend, friend
2: of auto week friend
0: friend of the magazine killer mike yeah. He just bought a Hellcat three weeks ago, and so I heard this Demon stuff coming up, and I you know, heard the Power figure, and I was like, "Shit, I you know I wonder if Mike's gonna um, gonna get rid of the Hellcat and get a Demon," and he said, "No, I, I'm gonna get a Hellcat. I'm gonna keep the Hellcat and then buy a Demon," and it's like. That's that's the move. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <that's yeah>, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I can I can barely dogs afford dogs lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. But you're not touring 280 days a year or whatever. Uh, it's Dodge's uh,
2: perfect customer. They'll get the SRT8, yeah. then the Hellcat,
0: then the Demon, and then the Trackhawk, which also but debuted in York. I Man. think it, you know the whole point of this car. They're going to sell 3,300 of them. You know, I don't know what their margin is on it. It's this is not something that is making or breaking their bottom line at the end of the year. but it's we're all coming out of the New York Auto Show talking about Dodge. And, and we
2: actually been talking about it for two months leading up to it because yeah, Dodge' three months. three months because Dodge was you know letting out small teases once a week. We learned, you know, once about its trans break, and then once about its DOT drag radials, and once yeah, they about its wheels good. lifting off the ground. They I mean, pl- imagine
0: they played us like they played us like a fiddle. But with you know, this what thing. it makes me. Pe- I mean, yeah. it makes
1: people people are excited to read about it. Well, uh, yeah. So I have no problem. I'm right excited now. to read about. We yeah. about the Ford GT. Same thing. They bought a they, what? Built a couple dozen of those things. Right. And we've been talking about that thing for two years. Yeah, loving it. That's another no,
0: that's like track. That's like a website candy. You put that on the yeah. website. And yeah, it's yeah like absolutely. Here and-
2: I just I just imagine. Being on Woodward in four lanes of traffic and just lifting the wheels up on it, like how, how crazy would <laughs> be sitting next to somebody in a, in a Challenger, like, huge, wow, sweet Challenger. So like, what?
4: what? And to, the front wheels come off. The to, to be fair, we saw that again in Fast and the Furious Eight. We, we did, we
2: did see yeah.
0: that. We saw ride. four. Yeah, it of bad, bad. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that the obviously the only thing I can say that's bad about the uh, the the demon is no training wheels, and no parachute. I don't know why. If you're gonna have a crate full of stuff to put with the car, I mean, maybe maybe there's a liability issue where you don't want to inflate a parachute on the road. I don't know. Mm, it's,
4: but to be fair, it's not it's not anywhere near fast sh- enough for a shoot. But it's cool. a
0: really it, it, is will, be true. Bar- it true. will be cool to let it go cool. on the
2: street to
4: the in front of the car it's, behind you. It's, and it's cool
2: into to, the to the car drive around you. with
0: a parachute on the back of your car.
4: Actually, Actually what
0: if it
3: automatically retracted back? so you didn't have
4: the, the coolest yeah, way right. to do it would be tie yeah, yeah, you in. it back Tied into a, a pressure port on the supercharger. So, if it backfires with the supercharger like in a, a top fuel car, it pops a chute. That's
0: that's now the cooler. Yeah, now, now we're now, now. we're cooking gas. Now we're, that's a reasonable, smart uh, thing. Anyway, <laughs> so speaking of FCA products, uh, Wesley, you were yep. just out in Mobab, Mobab, you, the mother of all
4: jeep bombs
0: yeah uh that if you guys didn't that was why the word moab you saw it trending on twitter uh about a a week ago there was a easter jeep safari in moab utah that's why it was in the news yeah uh, everybody was kind of talking about last it's a
4: it's a big deal everybody was it was on fox news cnn msnbc it's all anybody would talk about this
0: moab thing
4: um but tell us why it was such a big story um jeeps jeeps calling over stuff was there uh,
0: any are there any non Jeeps out there anymore? Is it ab- all
4: Jeeps? Absolutely. Uh, I was with the people at Best Top and at their like little Who's Best Top? Best Top, uh, Best Top is the OE supplier of Jeep Hard uh, Jeep Soft Tops. And they're also a leading Jeep
0: aftermarket supplier. The sponsor of the show. Uh, major sponsor of the show, we should uh,
4: mention.
0: But uh yeah, they're they're
4: more than just Jeep Server, predominantly And surprisingly, a lot of uh, the new, not the new, new, because that's coming out soon, but the most recent model of Wrangler, the JK, as Jeep enthusiasts call it, a ton of those outnumber almost everything, more than YJs, CJs, and TJs. Yeah, of course. Which are previous generation Wranglers. Um, The sad story
0: from my trip of. uh, Well, you can't really call a CJ a Wrangler. Uh, True, true, true. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, the Jeep guys are going to write you letters if you. Uh,
4: I'm pretty sure there's a, a death threat coming yeah. in okay. right now. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry. Anyway, we,
0: uh, so, Wesley
2: went in care of auto. We got 11.55 <laughs> grandkids. <in> Detroit, <laughs> yeah. Michigan, 48207. Uh, Social
4: right? security number. Uh, no. So on this trail, we went some to some park, and we were on a trail called Green Day. Um, and this freshly painted XJ, Square Cherokee, on like 37s, a mile lift. Like It was a beautiful, super clean XJ. May or may not have toppled over. <laughs> it was so sad. It was a a brand new build, and the dude was so bombed.
0: That's uh, fun to watch. Shattered
1: windshield,
4: that's oh, shattered windshield, messed up top. I mean, were you okay? Dri-
1: were you okay, Wesley?
4: I I was <laughs> I was weeping. It wasn't my Jeep though. No, uh, I wasn't driving. Uh, flipped it over, fired it right up. Wow. Uh, he d- continued to drive it. I okay. so good, yeah. It's a, go. it's a Jeep thing. Most people wouldn't understand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Moab was a. If you get a chance, also Moab's just a gorgeous.
2: The stock Jeep Wrangler is so amazing. I mean, I took, we went out there a couple yep. of years ago, stock Wranglers tackled, I think, the hardest trails. I could not imagine any trails harder than this. I mean, we...
4: At a certain point, the stock Rubicon's tires would limit you. So you need 37s or...
2: But also, all the stuff underneath is ready to be bashed. R- 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 it's it's ready right to, to be bashed.
4: Yeah. That's, I'll, I'll never forget
0: the that. First, so, that one of the first press trips I ever went on, I did the Rubicon trail for the 10th anniversary mm. of Jeep Rubicon. And like the first time you pull up to an obstacle and then hang up the entire frame on it and i look over at the gpr guy and it's like uh you know you hear this terrible sound of like metal being rendered against stone and it's like is this cool he's like oh no that's just how this is like it's gonna be like that all week you're gonna be dragging differentials
2: all week. i had the same the same thought yes but it's
0: to jake's point you look at you're in the car and you look at an obstacle and it's like no absolutely not, way. Yeah. no, no way. way, never in a million years yeah. is this and gonna.
4: A few minutes later, you're sitting on top of it.
0: Yeah, or looking in your rearview mirror. It's, I'll never forget going through. And I mean, you can't see this here. So going be, between two. Gonna paint a picture with your words. Between, <laughs> between <laughs> two monster boulders in the woods toward the toward the, the I guess middle half of the, the Rubicon Trail. Um, and and looking at it, you know, you're sitting there with the the jeep pointed at it and it's narrower than the body of the Jeep. And you're supposed to put a wheel up on one and then put another wheel up on the other. And you kind of like twist the Jeep through the Mm -hmm. obstacle. And it's like, hey, I can't believe they're doing this because if I I fuck this up, there's no way to recover this car. Like we have to get a helicopter. Or quite (laughs) quite possibly you. Yeah, right. Uh, But then everyone just, like a bunch of amateur journalists who can't drive for shit, as we all know, just not none present. Come through the other side. Present companies, please. It's insane. All right. So what else? Uh, Jake, have you been anywhere interesting lately? You know, I, like uh, I, I,
2: drove the, I drove the I drove the Ionic uh, recently, but uh, I'm going to drive the 911 GT3 in Spain next oh. week.
0: Oh, and I am
2: Spain. friggin' pumped about this. I mean, if you guys have been online, my bio it says the Nissan GTR, Mustang GT350, 911 GT3, my three favorite all time cars. So I am uh, understandably pumped about this. It's gonna have a manual, 500 horsepower. The GT3 is like the stripped down, tracky, racy version. Um, we haven't—I don't know if we had a new one. I, I drove one back in like 2011, and it was then the funnest car I've ever, I had ever driven. And I'm, I'm hoping this one will be fun, better. I'm sure, I'm sure it will.
0: Funnest is the same as most fun, just for anyone who's listening. Yeah,
2: it, it was the funnest I'm though. It was the funnest.
0: English. Grammar. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm
2: very excited about that. Um, I don't know what track we're going to. I know
0: uh, it's Circa in Spain, de, though, right?
2: Yeah, we're going to Madrid, so I'll be Circuit de Jerez. Or Jerez, I'm not sure how you said it. Um, so I'll be uh, looking at some. I'll be looking at some uh, some hot lap videos to to learn the tracks and and try to prep for it.
0: Will you be playing on the uh, the, the PS?
2: <sighs> they don't, seven. as far as I. I know they don't have Horizon the games I currently have. Although I did get an email from Sony, which I'm super pumped about. I'm going to be in on the Gran Turismo Sport beta, which should be happening in a week or two. So go to AutoWeek.com for my review of that um, within within a few weeks. I'm
0: very excited. How many hours do you think? What's a reasonable amount of time to spend uh, on that game in like the first week? Would you say uh, the first week? Um, Is this more than a full work week? You know, more than forty hours?
2: I don't. It's it's. I can't even judge these days. I got an eight, uh, 10 month old at home, so my video game. Playing my hours of video game playing are over, but even with that, I could see myself putting in ten to twenty hours in the first week. Jesus Christ, that's insane! Uh, It's the first Gran Turismo on the new on the PS4 platform, so it should be gorgeous. And I got a brand new uh, 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 Logitech wheel to use with it. So,
0: as a serious gamer, uh, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Mm -hmm. So, be blessed. Enjoy the uh, twenty hours of driving uh, virtually. I hope they
2: have that track on there. That'd be a that'd be a happy happy accident.
0: Wow, incredible. Uh, all right. So, uh, Wesley, you've been. Is it Moab was kind of the highlight, yeah?
4: Oh, absolutely. Moab was basically the one place I've been in a minute, but the highlight of my year so far. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 crazy to see all these, and it's what I like the most is it's not just full tail crawler jeeps. There's a few buggies and whatnot, but a lot of a lot of it's a very mixed group of people, like a a vast assortment of jeeps and other vehicles
0: what are the kind of what a, broncos a couple
4: of, uh, first in broncos land I, rovers i didn't i didn't a see defender, no i didn't defender. See a defender which makes sense i mean those are pricey over here um i saw a weird new generation colorado with the doors cut out of it on f- like crawl suspension with big really? rubber yeah huh. yeah it's, cool. with a weird uh Skeletal spine, I was a a cage,
2: like a cage around
4: it. No, no, just cosmetic. Uh, brontosaurus, stegosaurus spine on the roof, which I thought was stupid. Oh yeah, but, no, it's, uh, no, that's no, that's cool. Actually, the suspension pumping through the hood was was cool. That's
0: good. Um, all right, so in the fleet now, what are we driving?
4: So uh,
2: I brought with me today uh, some information on the Dodge Challenger GT. We were just talking about the Demon, which is the sweetest Challenger. Now we have the. V6 equipped all-wheel drive GT that we're actually driving right now.
0: Is that good? Um, Is that I mean, is that a car you you show up and buy? The
2: problem is this with the V6 Challenger. That V6 is a great engine. That Pentastar. The
4: the is fantastic.
2: Um, But it doesn't sound like it belongs in a Challenger, and it's still pretty damn heavy. So it doesn't shove it around. I mean, it doesn't feel as fast. Even with the Chrysler 200 sedan, feels faster than this Challenger. I think. Uh, And so
0: anyway, we'll be here again uh, in two weeks. And uh I hope to uh to have uh some some people tuning in.
2: Rate us on iTunes.
0: Uh rate us if we can ever get on iTunes. Get us up uh rated really highly on iTunes. We'll be back. We'll promise we will do better next time. We'll have sound effects, we'll have uh better theme music and we'll have uh the little rap air horn. Uh it's gonna Everybody. be great. So we will see you in two weeks on the Auto Week podcast.